Welcome to the Daily Word from the Fountain, heard weekdays at 4 p.m. on Life Radio WIFI. Stay tuned for today's encouraging and inspirational message. Two great priests are gone, and now one of the wives of those, that priest has a wife who's now a widow with a child being born named Ichabod, which is a symbol of the fact that the glory of God has departed. You never want that said about you, sister, brother, that the glory of God has departed. And so, I'm going to bring you back for a moment here to, to, to Ebenezer, the place of defeat, because some of you need to get honest with God this morning, because you're still holding on stuff that happened there at that place of defeat. I said, you're still holding on to stuff that happened there. You'll never forget what happened to you, but when you've been forgiven and you, and you deal with and you have been redeemed, then what happens is the sting of the pain there has been removed. You've been abused. Some of you have faced horrible things. You won't forget what happened at Ebenezer, the place of defeat. But the sting and the pain of that hurt can be removed. And here's what I know. When you run from that, when you run from that place, you can't get better. Now, you can pretend you're better. You can put on the face that you're better. But God's saying, come on, I got plans for you. I got things I want to do with you, with your life. I have great things I want to do with you. See, even for some of you who are older than dirt like I am, God still has plans for you. As long as you're alive, as long as you're breathing, God has plans for you. You thought you could just retire from everything. You can't retire from the work of God. As long as you have life and breath, there's something to do for Jesus. You know, I talk to churches all the time, and they have the seniors ministry. And what they call seniors ministry is a monthly potluck. That's not ministry. Pastor Billy, that's a good fellowship time. But it's not ministry because I know what happens to those potlucks. People sit around and talk about their latest medication and what doctor they're going to now. Oh, honey, you need to get off of that blood pressure medication because there's a new one my doctor gave me. See, that's what's going on in those meetings. There's no ministry going on here. We're just sharing our medication experiences. See, I'm old enough to talk to some of you. It's time to get with it. It's time to get back in the game. And if something happened to you at Ebenezer, where you got your feelings hurt, or somebody messed with you, and you made it say, well, I'm not doing anything in this church ever again. And you've kept your promise, but you're not living in victory because God wants to get you back here and say, you know what? I got plans for you, but I expect you to deal with whatever happened. I expect you to deal with that hurt. I expect you to deal with that unforgiveness. I expect you to deal with what other people did to you at the place of defeat. 
Don't you wish those that needed this were here today? Because that place of defeat, when you bring it before God and you ask him to deal with it, can become the place of incredible victory where God will step into that situation in your life and he'll do things that you could never do. You see, as long as as it's about you, you're not going very far. But when you take what you have and give it to him, he does supernatural things with it. God has incredible plans. His incredible. Many years ago in North Carolina as a pastor, I was the new pastor there about a year or less and uh, had a guy came up to me after a church service and he said, uh, you know, uh, I was a part of this church years and years ago, but I got up mad with the pastor and the leaders there. And so I went down the road and started another, uh, helped start another church. You know, that was used to be our, our home mission philosophy. Uh, if, if you were in the Sons of God, that was, you know, let's divide and struggle. Uh, we got one dysfunctional church, let's have two of those suckers. And, uh, and that's kind of how things happened. And he said, I think I'm going to come back here to First Assembly because I, I don't like that church I'm going to now because I don't like what they're doing over there. He said, he said so I, uh, I, you're, the, you're the new pastor here, so I'm coming back here. I said, no, you're not. He said, what? I said, you're not welcome here until you deal with the problem you have over there. He said, no preacher's ever talked to me like that. I said, you just met him. <laughs> About six weeks later, I ran into the neighboring pastor down the road. And he said, did you have a conversation with Frank? And he gave me, you know, told me. I said, yeah, we had a little chat a few weeks ago. He said, I don't know what you said to him. But this week, he came to my office at my church and he knelt in front of me and he asked God to forgive. He asked me to forgive him of the hurt that he's caused in our church. It was a week or two later that Frank came back to our church and came up to me at the end of the service and he said, Pastor Ron, I want to thank you because I've had a spirit in me from from an incident 20 plus years ago. And you're the first pastor to force me to deal with what was going on in my life. And for the first time in 20 years, I'm a free man. And he said, if you'll let me, I'll come to this church now and I'll serve you to the day I die. And that's what Frank did. You see, we gotta get it right. I said, you gotta get it right. God's got plans for you. God wants to do something great in your life. But when you ran from Ebenezer, you short-circuited what God had planned for your future. I don't have time to tell you my own story now this morning. When I faced that moment in Ebenezer in my own life as a pastor, and it's because I let God deal with what was going on inside of me, that I have the ministry I have today 20 years later. That I travel the world and speak and teach it. Pastor wants me to tell that, so I will. I was a, as you know, pastor and had a great church. God blessed this ministry more beyond anything I could have dreamed. 
we were building a new sanctuary and just uh, coming to, to the end of two and a half years of construction, which, which just about burned me out completely. I was preaching five Sunday services at our church. And I was an executive uh, presbyter for the Assemblies of God. And all, everybody's view, I was a very successful man. Blessed by God, I was. But inside, I was dying. So much so that I was ready to quit everything. I got in my car one Monday morning after Sunday church, started driving. You know, sometimes you get in the car and start driving, you don't know where you're going, you just know you're leaving town. It just feels good to get outside those city limits, right? And that's what happened that morning. And I came to myself, like the prodigal son describes it, I came to myself on a park bench, Schaffner Park, remember as long as I live, Schaffner Park, Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And I told God I was finished. That I had been, I had felt so defeated that I, I couldn't go on. And the Lord came and sat down next to me on that park bench. Now I know I'm not as spiritual as many of you. God speaks to you every hour on the hour. I understand that. But I can tell you four or five times in my life where I had an encounter with God that was almost physical and visual. And that morning was one of them. I was having a pity party. How many know that when you have a pity party, the devil brings the balloons and whistles to a pity party? He magnifies everything, makes it even 10 times worse than what it really is. And I was sitting on that park bench. I wrote out my letter of resignation to my church. Put that in an envelope. I had my ordination card as a minister. I put that in an envelope to mail that in too. I was done. I was finished. I was at Ebenezer. And God came and sat down next to me. And he said some very harsh things to me. You see, if God's still messing with you, there's hope for you. You need to get concerned if God leaves you alone. He sat down next to me in that park bench and he said, uh, uh, excuse me, son. You spent all these years building your church. Why don't you build mine? Second thing he said to me was, if it's ever my will for you to leave this church, it will be in victory, not defeat. And then the third thing God did, he started quoting scripture to me. It's pretty bad when God quotes scripture to you, you know what I mean? He quoted Jeremiah to me and he said, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I'll give you rest. And he began to quote that scripture to me. And then, then when he came to the, the end of it, here's, here's what he, he just spoke with a loud voice into my spirit. And he said, 
for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So all of this stuff you've taken in, all this stuff that's going on in you, all this stuff you've harbored in your heart, you didn't get any of it from me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. So I need you to deal with all the other stuff. I need you to repent of all the other stuff. I need you to come clean about all the other stuff. And I made Ebenezer my park bench at altar that morning. And I asked God to forgive me and give me a future. That's why I'm here today. Give me a future. And he said, said, since it's no longer your church, go home, get dressed, and go to that office and do what I tell you from now on. That church got a far better pastor than they had. Had the same name, but a new name. Because Ebenezer became a place of victory. Ebenezer became a place of victory. Come on, somebody give God praise place of victory. Would you pray with me? Lord, I thank you for the power of your presence. We don't take your presence for granted, Lord. And we sense the conviction of your presence in the house right now. That you're walking up and down the aisles and into seats here in this room. And you're, you're, you're speaking life to some people here today who desperately need to turn their defeat into victory. And so I pray, Holy Spirit of God, you would do something that I can't do and nobody in the room can do but you. You're the healer of broken hearts, Lord. You're the mender of broken minds and spirits. Lord, you can turn defeat to victory because you triumphed over death, hell, and the grave. There is nothing that can defeat you. And if we are your children, if you live in us, there is nothing that can defeat us if we will humble our hearts before you. Repent and come to you and with everything we have to say, I'm yours, Lord. I'm yours. Lord, perform miracles in this house in the next few moments. With our heads bowed in this room, I want to talk to some folks in the house today. Some of you in the room have never opened your heart to Jesus, never invited him to change your life. He is the way. He is truth. He is life. You can't get to God except through His Son, Jesus. The the miracle is He loves you today. And no matter what you've done, no matter what your past has been, He's here today to touch your life and change it by His grace. And there are others in the house this morning. You're a Christian. You know Jesus. But you face some Ebenezer's in your own life that got you stuck. And you're not, you haven't been able to make progress 
because you haven't dealt with what happened back there. And today the Lord wants to redeem that place of defeat for you. He wants to redeem that place where the enemy wreaked havoc in your life and turn it to victory today. And the only way that can happen is for you to be open and honest enough to say, God, I need you. I come in open heart and repentance just like Ron did and say, God, meet me and change my life today because I want to experience the future you've ordained for me beyond everything else. All over the room, would you stand with me right now? Everyone standing all across this auditorium. Pastor, I just feel in my heart I need to invite some people. Let me tell you something that's more important than lunch. It's you doing business with God today. I said you doing business with God today. Why is, there, why is there so much depression among people of God? Why is there there's so much emotional issues and problems in the lives of Christian people? It's because they never dealt with what happened at Ebenezer. I know this. And you can walk from this room today pretending like nothing happened there. But you and God know better. And here's the good news. You can be free today. I said, you can be free today. You can be whole today. But it takes a willingness to say, God, I don't care what anybody in this room thinks. I'm going to get my healing today. I'm going to get my emotional wholeness today. I'm going to get my victory today. We hope you enjoyed the daily word from the fountain. The Fountain of Life is located at 2035 Columbus Road in Burlington, New Jersey. Pastor Russ would love to meet you this Sunday at either of our 9 or 11 a.m. services. For directions or more information, please feel free to contact us by calling 609-499-2131 or visit our website at flcnj.org. On behalf of Pastor Russ, thanks for listening to today's message on Life Radio WIFI, your inspiration station.